Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. Today is Thursday. This is the 23rd week after Pentecost. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Into your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king from among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do, and you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded. He came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come out with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on appearances or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all of your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest. He is keeping the sheep. 
And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes. He sent and he brought him. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. Now the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, See now, an evil spirit from the God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command the servants who attend to you to look for someone who is skillful in playing the lyre. And when this evil spirit from God is upon you, he will play it, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his servants, Provide for me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men answers, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite who is skillful in playing, a man of valor, a warrior, prudent in speech, a man of good presence, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a kid, and sent them by his son, David, to Saul. And David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. And whenever the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. And Saul would be relieved and feel better, and the evil spirit would depart from him. We have heard the Lord tell Samuel, and through Samuel to tell Saul, that God has already chosen another to be king in Saul's place. God's choice has been made, but yet up until now, no one, not even Samuel, knows who this chosen one might be. In a similar way, we learn that Eli's reign as judge was going to come to an end, but Samuel was just a small boy at that time. So the Lord waits until Samuel grows up, and at just the right time, Eli's family is removed and Samuel becomes judge in his place. The Lord is truly patient with his justice. And the will of the Lord sometimes takes years to come to fruition, sometimes generations. Nevertheless, what the Lord wills is always accomplished. Not only does God work and God do according to God's word, but that word sometimes seems puzzling because God does not act according to appearances either. But God sees the world and human beings and the relationship and interplay between human beings in a completely different way. God looks at the heart. God sees the whole person. So the Lord sent Samuel to anoint Jesse's, one of Jesse's sons as king. The one the Lord has chosen, the man with a heart after God's own heart, is to be anointed king secretly and while Saul is still king. Since Saul is still king and the time of David's rule is still a ways off into the future, the Lord and Samuel hide their actions and intentions. They actually conspire together to hide what it is that Samuel is up to in Bethlehem. So David is made king over Israel in secret. This is not a coronation. At this point, David has no real power, and Saul will remain on the throne until the day he dies. But for now, David is just a young man watching the flocks. And as we'll learn, 
a skillful musician and poet as well. It is a promise and a prophecy. David is a shepherd. And we will be told that almost every time that we meet young David, the shepherd king will become the ideal vision of a good king, a king with a heart that follows and mirrors God's own heart for God's own people. For as we pray each morning, uh, the Lord is the one who is our shepherd. We are the sheep of his flock, the the people uh, of his hand. While David is being anointed king, though, Saul is losing his mind. The once-inspired leader of the nation is now tormented by an evil spirit sent from the Lord. We do not have to imagine, however, some kind of demonic being or some kind of spirit or uh, or, or, or something uh, ghoulish in that, that kind of way to understand what it is that Saul is enduring. We really only have to remember that the word that the Lord has given to Saul from Samuel. Samuel's told him straight from the mouth of God that God will not establish a royal dynasty through Saul that God has rejected Saul as king and chosen someone better, that Samuel has severed his connection with Saul, leaving Saul alone, and yet Saul remains on the throne every day, knowing that today may be his last day. Is it any wonder that Saul has bouts of madness or melancholy or depression? At the same time, Saul's tormented spirit gives reason to invite David into the court as a musician who alone can calm the tormented king. How remarkable that one who has been chosen to take his place is the one that the Lord sends to soothe the spirit of this troubled king. Perhaps he soothes him with one of our favorite psalms, with David's own uh, psalm that we know as the Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. It's a lot to meditate on and to ponder in this chapter, such as why has God had Samuel anoint David when David is still so young, so far away from the time when he will actually reign? Why in secret? Maybe this is a gift to Samuel, who, like Simeon in the Gospel of Luke, will have his spirits lifted by having the opportunity to see God's anointed before his own death, before he must depart to see that the monarchy is actually established according to the will and purposes of God, with God's own heart on the throne. But maybe one of the more challenging parts, really, of all of this is really the slow and patient way that we've seen God go about doing the work from the beginning of this book. What may make it so difficult for us today to discern what God is doing and where God is leading us probably has to do with the glacial pace of God's movement through our history. And yet, everything God does happens according to God's promises and occurs at just the right time. And so, it's part of the adventure that comes from being God's people, from being God's servant, is discovering and uncovering the wonderful and perfect timing of our God, who is at work to love, save, and bless us all. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, the Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land and for our congregation, that we may discern your movement and move according to your heart, your will, and your mind, O Lord. For those who govern the nations of the world, that they may act with your justice, with your mercy, with your love. For the people and countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, that you bring an end to strife, that you would rescue them and save them. Bless and prosper the work of all who work for peace and international harmony and to bring an end to violence. Pray for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else, or for who else, do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor will be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.